you're listening to the sounds of the Pennsylvania whistle pig. It's his lovely mating call, so I hope you're not too aroused. But today we're going to have a brief bonus episode about that most Pennsylvania of customs, Groundhog Day. It's February 2nd here in the state of Pennsylvania, and we're in midwinter for sure. We just had a blizzard. And so I thought it would be appropriate here, since it's February 2nd, to talk about Groundhog Day. Groundhogs, woodchucks, whistle pigs, are uh, relatives of the ground squirrels. They're much bigger than your average chipmunk for sure, but they love to dig holes and farmers hate them because they're digging holes in their fields all the time. They grow up to be about 25 inches long and live for about 10 years in captivity. Um, but the groundhog, the magic marmot, Punxsutawney Phil, claims to be more than 125 years old. Thanks to a magic punch he drinks every summer. If you've ever seen the ceremony at Gobbler's Knob, I'm pretty sure you'll realize there's a lot of magic punch being drunk on that particular day. So let's talk about Groundhog Day and why we do this anyway. Well, like a lot of folklore, here in Pennsylvania, you can pretty much blame everything on the Germans, and that's exactly where the, this custom has come from. Back during the time of the old pagan calendar, February 1st and 2nd were very important days. They marked the halfway point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. And especially February 2nd was celebrated as a feast day called Imbolc. And Imbolc was uh, a festival that actually marked the anticipation for the beginning of spring, being halfway between the solstice and the equinox. So this was celebrated by the ancient Celtic tribes, uh, and it was uh, celebrated all over Europe. However, when the, these tribes became Christianized, the church established a new feast day called Candlemas on the same day. Candlemas also had something to do with, um, with winter. Uh, it was the day in which candles were blessed and handed out to the parishioners to light their homes during the cold winter months. It also uh, commemorated the presentation of Jesus at the temple in Jerusalem in the New Testament. So, along with this, of course, the Germans created their own take on things. They began to observe on this day, the old day of Imbolc, uh, that, that certain animals of the fields, like badgers and other small animals, would come out of their burrows during this time period and then go back in. Um, and so they began to pronounce that they, these animals had seen their shadows and decided to go back and hibernate for another six weeks. When the Pennsylvania Germans came to this country uh, from Germany, 
they had focused on one particular animal for this um, for for this bit of folklore, and that animal was a hedgehog. But we don't have hedgehogs in Pennsylvania, so they latched upon the next type of creature that they saw that acted this way, which was the native groundhog. So this custom lasted, you know, from the 18, from the 17, 1800s and up until today. But the, the real celebration of Groundhog Day didn't really start until February 2nd, 1887, and it started in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. It was thought up by a local newspaper editor, Clymer Fries, who told a group of businessmen and groundhog hunters who took on the name the Punxsutawney Groundhog idea that he had an idea to turn this into a much larger celebration. Part of the celebration would be the members of the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club trekking to a site called Gobbler's Knob, where the inaugural groundhog became the bearer of the bad news when he saw his shadow. Nowadays, you have yearly festivals in Punxsutawney, though this year's was canceled because of COVID, and they're presided over by a band of local dignitaries known as the Inner Circle. If you've ever seen these fellows on TV, you can tell that they are take their uh, duties very gravely and very seriously, and they may be partaking in some of the magic potion that the groundhog supposedly drinks for his long longevity. So they'll trek through the snow up to Gobbler's Knob, uh, wearing top hats and tuxedos and all kinds of badges of their office, and they will conduct the official proceedings in the Pennsylvania Dutch dialect. They supposedly will speak to the groundhog in the secret magic groundhog language of groundhogese. So every February 2nd, tens of thousands of spectators go to Groundhog Day events in Punxsutawney. It's a borough that has about 6,000 people in it. So needless to say, the tourist industry gets quite a boost during this day. Also, one other little note, of course, there's a very famous movie called Groundhog Day that stars Bill Murray. Uh, some scenes were shot in Punxsutawney, but most of the film was actually shot in Woodstock, Illinois. But thanks to the film, we now come to associate the term Groundhog Day with a sense of deja vu, of something happening again and again and again and again. So... How accurate is the groundhog? Well, the Farmer's Almanac likes to keep track of this stuff, and um, we probably shouldn't trade uh, meteorologists in uh, for groundhogs just yet. So they said Punxsutawney Phil averages about a 50-50% success. <laughs> in other words, his odds are not that great. There are other groundhogs involved. Uh, many states have their own, and Staten Island Chuck has an amazing rate of accuracy, being almost 80% of the time. But you don't see the Staten Island Chuck Festival. You see the Punxsutawney Groundhog Festival. The other animals that are used to predict the, uh, the, the length of winter in this, uh, in this country are the woolly bear caterpillars. And for the last 30 years, the residents of Vermillion, Ohio, have turned out for a woolly bear 
caterpillar festival. According to tradition, if these caterpillars have more orange than black coloring in autumn, the upcoming winter will be mild. And the last woolly bear festival, which has been held every year since 1972, attracted 100,000 people. So there you go. Uh, you've got magic marmots, woodchucks. You, you have woolly bear caterpillars. You have hedgehogs in Germany. All of these creatures have been used to fulfill this old bit of folklore about observing animals and looking at their behavior to predict, predict the length of winter on a day literally six weeks away from the beginning of spring. So happy Groundhog Day, everybody. This has been Mike Allison on the podcast About Everything. We'll be back with another episode soon, and you can listen to us on all the major podcast platforms. You can like our Facebook page, and you can leave your comments there. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>